2021 was bananas for real estate, bananas. So what does that mean for 2022? And what does that mean for you, first-time homebuyers? Well, in episode 62, I gave you a sneak peek at 2022. But since I'm so extra, you get some extra. Let's do it. What's up, How to Buy a Homies? Welcome to the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm David Sedoni, your unicorn wrangler. So let's get going. Remember, you're extra. I got lots to get to today. Let's go. For years, I've been helping first-time home buyers, and even though I'm not selling Sunset or a million-dollar listings guy or an HGTV hairdo helping Mary and Bill choose between three different homes, I have learned that knowing the market is way more important to a buyer getting their goals than all the silly minutiae and decorating advice and all that crap that you see on HGTV and all those real estate shows. Data drives decisions, or at least it should. Early in my career, and to tell you how long ago it was, back then Netflix was a mail service that used to mail you the latest DVDs. Yeah, I'm old. Back then, way back in 2006 and 7, I figured out that helping first-time buyers in expensive areas like where I live in Southern California, well, that there was way more to this than just being a bubbly door opener. The key to buying your first home is actually a ton of financial planning. It's market education, it's dream crushing, and it's soul searching. It's reality checks. And that all happens way before any of those HGTV shows would even start filming. But many realtors and first-time buyers, they sort of skip that part of the guidance and they just want to get to the part on camera. Well, gang, life ain't a TV show. Reality TV is not real. And buying a home is not decided in just 30 minutes with the advice of some wannabe famous realtor. First up, I want to give you guys some context. Now, hang with me. All this is to set up the data that I'm going to be giving you. Take a look at the running time. There's a lot to get to. This is too important for me to just bowl right into the information without giving you some pretext explaining where the information comes from. I promise you this is loaded with real forecast predictions and deep, deep fact dives. I I just made that phrase up and I couldn't even say it. And it's going to be all the data that's going to help you. You want to know what's going on for 2022. I'm going to give it to you so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family. But I want to be sure that you know that I take this seriously. And I'm just not tossing around some stuff that I just gathered in the last 30 minutes. And I'm definitely not trying to give you controversial headlines or, you know, some kind of information I think you're going to click on. I'm actually going to give you an intermission in this one because it's so long. I didn't want to break it up in a couple episodes. So, you know, if you're only got, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, that's fine. I'll give you a break. You can come back to this tomorrow. It's too important and it's too critical for your choices. I spent months getting this together and I had 10 times the information that I'm going to give you, but I pared it all down so that you don't have to do all the research. You're lucky I could have done like a Joe Rogan five-hour podcast, but I had to edit. Okay, first up, I don't claim to have a crystal ball. This is my little disclaimer. I work hardest on this show every single year, gathering all the data from, you know, some people call it both sides, if you want to call it that, but actually it's from no side. I want to reiterate today's forecast news is based on historical trends and the facts and data of today. 
So it's not anyone's side. All I'm doing is presenting the facts. And you can and you should use the information for yourself and your specific and particular situation. The idea is for you to take advantage of this information and use it in a way that's best for you. That's not going to be the same for everyone. That's why I'm not going to give you blanket statements. Now, whether for you taking that information is something that makes you realize that it's a good time for you to buy or whether it's for you to stay put or whether it's for you to forget all this and move to Antarctica, whatever it is, take the data, apply it to yourself and start with your best plan, whatever that is. I'm going to tell you what the experts say with the historical context behind it, along with the data from today, and then you use the information to make the best choices from you. Now, first up, you're here. So that means you're already doing some research. You're researching, which means you're probably going to be researching other places. And that means you're going to hear lots of opinions on housing in 2022. People love to give their opinions about housing. Don't be swayed by an opinion in a headline. The main thing I want to tell you guys is check your resources before you do, you know, something that's going to be a huge personal choice for you and your family. There's a lot of noise out there. Lots of people with opinions. I heard something recently from a, a big real estate guru named Brian Buffini, who has been forecasting real estate stuff for 20 years, and he's pretty damn good. In fact, of his major predictions, he's 31 out of 33 over 20 years. Try that in Vegas. Do that, you can retire wealthy. That's extra, baby. So I heard him talking about all the opinions out there on real estate, and he reiterated something that we all should know. The media's job is to get people to look at their content. They want to get eyeballs or ears or clicks, whatever it is. They go for the fantastic and the controversial, and let's face it, they go for the catchy, right? All the blogs, the articles, the opinion pieces, the Instagram folks, the Facebook posts, even the TikTok posts, they're all trying to get one thing, hits, likes, comments. And, you know, sometimes you put up something controversial, you get more comments. Controversy sells. Dissent gets multiple comments and gets you in the algorithm and you get seen more. It sucks, but negative gets attention. Scary posts, especially, they always seem to get more traction than a boring, factual data post. So... One of the things he said was to realize that not all stories are created equal. The example he gave, which I love and I'm regurgitating to you right now. Do you know there are over 12,000 sports podcasts? That means that there are at least 20 people commenting on professional athletes for every one professional athlete actually playing a sport. That's a lot of opinions from people just observing who aren't even participating. So what I'm telling you guys today is take that to heart, do your research, start asking for credentials when you see something, okay? Don't look at something on your phone and freak out and panic or get all salty and then get all depressed and go goth and hide in your room like my teenage daughter. She's not even teenage yet. Oh my God, she's going to hear this one day and hate me. I love you, Bella. She's awesome. So what am I telling you? Google the crap out of everything that you read. Google the source. I'm shocked at how many people get their opinions swayed by a headline or a post, and then they make life-altering decisions based on the headline. And a lot of times that life-altering decision is to sit still and do nothing because you're scared. You know, that one post, that one article, that one alert on your phone 
makes you make a decision and you haven't even checked the source of the information. So let's be honest, you know, maybe many of you out there are actually waiting for a headline to validate your insecurities and your fears, something to validate the concept that you have in your mind where you just rather remain in the status quo. Because I get it, man. That's why I started the podcast. It's, it is scary because there's not a lot of great information out there for you first-time buyers trying to start the plan. So I'm going to tell you two big things right now. All this data is coming at you. And here's the two big things. Number one, I get it. It's scary for you because the information, like I said, for most first-time buyers, it sucks. And when you finally get into it, it seems just crazy overwhelming. So you'd rather forget about it and think that, you know what, eventually, just like everyone else, you're going to figure out adulting and you'll be fine. I'm telling you, that's old school mentality. Things have changed. Finances have changed. The world has changed. You got to take this by the reins and grab it. And you can figure it out. It's not that confusing. You just need a better guide. And then number two, burying your head in the sand already cost you in 2021. And it's going to keep costing you in 2022. And I'll explain why as we get into this podcast. Okay, since I'm the guy in your ear holes, let me give you my credibility since I'm harping on you to do your research. Here's your research on me. I've been doing this a long time. So does that mean that I think that I'm extra? No, I simply saw that you, a group of people, were not getting quality information. I decided that sucks, so I spent all of my free time over the last 15 years gathering all the facts and doing massive data dumps of pure numbers and analysis. And I did it to anyone who would listen. And for a long time, there wasn't very many people. <laughs> Even though for a while, yeah, my subs were super low. You know, and today, sure, I'm Captain Podcast with hundreds of thousands of you putting me in your ear holes. But if you want to really check out some of the really scary early, early stuff on me, I don't mind it because it actually validates my credibility. There's a YouTube video from 10 years ago. It's got a whopping 319 views. You can feel free to check it out. Enjoy my super bitch in Hawaiian shirt and the horrendous video quality. It was 2011 and I was sharing the data. And this is up on YouTube. I'll put the link in the notes at the end. I was giving everyone the data, the data, whatever you want to call it, that I've been gathering and researching since we had the worst crash in real estate history. From 2008 to 2011, I was gathering and reporting. And right around 2011, I saw thing, the predictions in my head kind of on the wall based on the data. So I got my sweet Jimmy Buffett wardrobe. If you don't know who that is, Google Jimmy Buffett parrot heads. If you want to see the freakiest group of retirees on the planet, trust me. So I posted video in 2011 that, dare I say, tens of people saw when it first came out. Yeah, I was a rock star. Hey, mom, by the way, thank you for the like and subscribe back in 2011. That was very helpful. In the video, I told people that it might be a good time to use a strategy I had created called the college condo. That's for any kids going to school in the fall of 2011. Obviously, people were sketched out about real estate at the time. Everybody was freaked out and didn't want to have anything to do with it. So, I was telling them, hey, you know, this could be an opportunity for you. So I tried to explain that on the video. You know, I, I did it to everyone who was freaked out. And I also did it as a seminar to hundreds of different people. Now, it was because someone that I was working with helped me get all those people there by bribing them with free food. And after the seminar, I was so convincing, exactly zero people called me to use the strategy. Yeah, baby, rock star. So 
what I explained back then was that all housing crashes come back and the further they go down, the further they have to come back. And the data was showing that in 2011, buying a condo for your kid, instead of paying rent for student housing, well, it might be a good time for a well-timed investment. In fact, near me in uh, Irvine, California, near the University of California, Irvine, go Anteaters. I didn't go there. I don't know why I say that. You could get a condo for about $430,000. Now, I also said in that video in other parts of the country, you could get it for about $200,000. So with the right down payment, the rents are going to cover the mortgage. And since the college kids are going to be living there and they're going to be comparing the condo to the dorms, you didn't have to buy the Taj Mahal. Have you seen the dorms? It doesn't take much to impress the college kids. Seriously, the place could be a dump. And the good news is your roommates, well, their mommies and daddies are going to pay the rent for them. So it's a no-brainer. Now, if you followed my college condo plan and you bought in Irvine near UCI in 2011, and let's say your kids were on the five-year college plan. When they graduated in 2016, that condo would have gone from 400000 to 600000 There. And, you know, $200,000 profit. Sell it and pay off their student loans. And if you decided you could go ahead and let your child bear the debt of the student loan, but you could keep renting the condo and then use the rents to actually pay off the student loans or make your kid pay for it. I don't care. And if you kept it all the way through to today, that $400,000 condo is going to be $800,000. So again, for funsies, I put that link of the wretched video in the notes of the show, just so you can check my credibility. For 15 years, I've been fighting the good fight, working with my friends and my clients and tons of Disneyland employees or cast members, as they like to say, dropping fact truth bombs like, you know, my totally unseen 2011 video. And I've been working together with first timers to make the plan for this huge financial decision. And of course, you know that here with the podcast, I've been giving data to people everywhere since 2019. I've been telling, you know, most of you that if you're renting and you know your numbers, the math is going to tell you that anytime in the last 10 years, including when I started the podcast in 2019, that if you're trying to time the market, the best time for you to buy a home was yesterday because we are in an upswing and that has not changed. Now, a lot of listeners took the advice and I now have pictures of them of my wall of success in my office, hundreds of first timers up there, many of them who actually bought during a global pandemic. And now they're in their dream home, no longer throwing away rent and sitting on some pretty big equity. And more recently in February, 2021, I did the same kind of show like this. I gave you some opinions that were making headlines on what was gonna happen for the rest of the year. I did it, like I said, February. And I shared with you some people that were saying that we'd hit the top of the housing market. Again, a lot of opinions didn't have a lot of facts behind it, but I shared it with you. People said, quote, it could be time to run for the bunker. Cash out your Bitcoins, sell your sneaker collection, buy lots of toilet paper and canned food, unquote. Now, I gave this to you in February 2022, so if you want to follow that advice, you were totally cool to do it. They were printing those headlines because their interpretation of the data was bleak. They said that prices have been going up for too long and coming out of the pandemic, you know, we were just a year coming out of it right there. Nobody could continue to afford to buy homes in 2021. They said, you know, because mortgage rates hit that low of 2.66 in January of 2021, that that would mean that they have to go up to 4% or higher in 2021. They said that missed housing payments forgiven during the COVID forbearance would cause a foreclosure crisis and prices would drop. Well, in that same episode, I also, back in February, 
gave all you listeners tons of data and facts from places that share data, not opinions. And then I gave you some forecasts from super smart people, way smarter than me, who said things like, quote, the big short in housing supply will continue into 2021 and that will keep home price appreciation flying high, unquote. Well, now that 2021 is over, the fact followers were spot on as prices did not top out. In fact, they rose 10 to 15% above the 4 to 8% forecast that I gave in the podcasts or in the, the single podcast. I don't know why I pluralized that. So they rose 10 to 15%. I gave the smart people saying it was going to raise 4 to 8%. They rose 10 to 15% above that, finishing at a 19% increase in prices for 2021. We estimated using all the smart people that mortgage rates were going to, you know, go up from 2.66. Yes, probably hitting 3.5%. And they ended up about 3% for the year. Now, Anna explained also that this would all happen because the low inventory data that we had actually been following all the way back since 2008 was still there into the pandemic and through the pandemic. And in early 2021, we were still not producing enough homes for sale for a normal market. So I told you that in the spring homes in 2021, they were like toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic, flying off the shelves and really difficult to find. So that would be a major factor in the rising price forecast, which would you know, create equity for all these people, which, by the way, in turn, would offset the foreclosure forbearance crisis concern. That was a big nothing burger happened. Didn't happen at all. So all of that came true. So once again, yours truly extra. Look, I'm not telling you this to my own horn or pump up my own swag or tell you, listen to me, I'm the dude to get you rich. That is not my intent. That's not my jam. I'm in it for the long haul for you to make informed decisions with quality guidance. This is not a get rich quick podcast because I know what's up. It's more like a, hey, listen to me drone on with tons of facts and figures so you can make an informed decision. Woohoo! Sounds like a party, right? Right? I'm just asking that as you do your research and read your headlines, you make sure that you know that clickbait reaction is part of our culture. I'm challenging each of you to research the information that you consume. Are you listening to a prediction from a source with no track record? If they don't have a track record, then don't let the headlines stress you out. Don't let it dissuade you from the reasonable and rational choices and decisions that will ultimately help you get to where you want to go. Check everyone out. Have they made predictions before? If not, why are you stressing? Why are you stressing, Bay? Find out if it's just another talk show host or a post or a podcast working the fear angle to try to get more eyeballs or more listeners. Challenge your sources. You know, I sometimes even say, check them out. What's the business they're trying to push? You know, do they want to get you to call them? What's their end game? And if you're wondering about me, mine's simple. Educate the peeps because you deserve it. I always tell you what I learned to be most true based on tons of research. And then I work to help each and every one of you kind of wrap your, your mind around it and get a plan. But that plan has to be best for you to take advantage of. It might not be right for you. And that's cool. Take the information, chill with it. And I've been doing this for 15 years with lots of proven results. And today, I definitely didn't make the stuff off the top of my head. The information today is going to be coming from a bunch of sources. Smarty Pants people, Case Schiller, Zellman & Associates, Moody's, Inman, CNN Business, 
Redfin, Realtor.com, Zillow, Riz Media, Barry Habib in the MS, uh, MBS Highway, Bank of America, National Association of Realtors, Lawrence Yoon, Brian Buffini, just to name a few. Had to do that for my, do you understand? I put the work in so you don't have to. All right? I neglected my kids and my dogs for this crap, so you better appreciate it. And once again, I just want to make sure that I repeat this before we dive into the forecast and know that I am smiling when I say this because things are getting nuts right now. I mentioned this in the last episode. There's no political agenda in what I'm reporting. This is not one way or the other. It's just facts and data. People are commenting on facts with political viewpoints more than ever right now. And I know that right now, today's world, everything is fed to us through a political lens. And whether you're aware of it or not, you're listening with a political lens. You know, I shared that story last time about the guy who just used to post gas prices for years and years and years. And all of a sudden this year when he did it, all the comments got savage. Everything turned into left or right or blue or red. So that's cool. If you're aware of it, you know, just acknowledge that things have changed and that, you know, even ourselves, we've been trained to look at things through political lenses. And just for today, I ain't about that. It's just facts. Put down your lenses. No, I'm reporting this data with no slant or viewpoint. They're not red or blue facts, so don't interpret them or intake them with those lenses. As I said last time, the data's green, and that's it. Not energy efficient green, green as in money. Today, I'm going to give you the straight scoop from a boots on the ground, in the game, legit player. I'm not just a commenter looking on the outside trying to get my content heard. Just the facts and the data. So let's do this already. Damn, Sedoni, when do I get my facts? Okay, bam, here we go. Bam! Right now, housing is one of the strongest sectors of the current economy. And as we attempt to come out of the pandemic, the overall U.S. economy has some good signs, too, that will continue to fuel the incredible run on housing that we had in 2021 and keep it going into 2022. Now, as a result, the scorching housing market, that's what everyone calls it, so I'm I'm really going to get into this. The scorching housing market of 2021 will downgrade a little bit, but it's like going to go from the sun scorching to just mercury hot. Now, do you know what that means? Don't you wish you'd paid attention in science class? It means it's still going to be hot, just not as sun hot. Okay, here's the stuff we're going to cover. Number one, We're going to talk about the 2021 data that leads us into 2022. Number two, I'm going to give you some forecasts from leading world economists. I did the work, so you don't have to. Again, my dogs are neglected and sad, so you owe me. Don't worry about my kids and my wife. They're fine. I bought them off with Legos and clothes for Christmas. Number three, I'm going to talk about employment and job stats. Yeah, those boring financial stats are actually crucial to the economists who are trying to forecast the housing market. Number four, We'll do a little quick recap on inflation. Number five, mortgage rates. That's a big one for you. Number six, we're going to talk about inventory, the number of homes for sale. Spoiler alert, it's not a lot. And the number seven, the one you're waiting for, home prices. Now you got to do them in that order so you understand how everything intertwines with each other. Topic number one, to look at where 2022 is going, we have to see where we are right now, the end of 2021. Just because the calendar changes and we flip and the year goes from 21 to 22 doesn't mean there's a fresh new change in everything. We just pick up right where we left off in 21. So where's that at? Well, the beginning of 2021 started with a forced shutdown, but on the job side of things, 78% of the employed remained employed. 
it was scary for a while, but we still had a lot of people still working. And now we are ever so slowly coming back to normal. As you know, lots of people out there, probably maybe even lots of you were adapting your work environment, working remotely. And those working remotely opportunities actually kinds of changed a lot of people's desires for their home environment, right? So as we get now in the beginning of 2022, we got another little issue. We got the Mighty Morphin Transformer Omnicronosaurus. That thing's going to throw a wrench in things for a little bit again, but I'd suggest using 2021's rebound as a model for 2022. Does that make sense? Take a look at last year and see how we rebounded after that, and, and we'll probably end up doing the same thing here in our spring and our summer. We are sitting with room for growth, and that's important if you're trying to figure out where things are going to go economically. Now, we're still working you know, a lot of the major factors out that affect housing. We got supply chain issues that are still catching up. Lumber prices are still stupid high, and the inventory, it's the actual number of homes for sale, it's the lowest that we have ever seen. In fact, where I am in Southern California, in Orange County, me and the Real Housewives of Orange County here, we saw some staggering inventory numbers. This is a little snippet to give you a little piece on that. The year started off with an active inventory of 2,522 homes. That's the lowest level that we've ever seen since tracking began in 2004. In Orange County, we usually have seven to 8,000 homes on the market. Typically, the inventory climbs, you know, to its highest peaking point in July. And the inventory actually peaked on January 8th of 2021 and just dropped the whole rest of the year. So, you know, a hundred more homes came on the market. And then on January 8th, it dropped. The year finished with only 1,072 homes in Orange County, 700% off of the average we finished 2021 with 700% below the average number of homes. That's where we're sitting today. And we are definitely seeing these similar numbers everywhere in North America. Now, another fact for you first-time buyers from 2021, something that's going to be important for you, is that we saw the number of realtors increase because everyone was trying to get on that easy money because homes were going up so fast. Now, normally we watch the average number of years that a realtor's working, and it, it goes up and down a little bit every once in a while, but the total average experience of a realtor, it dropped from nine years experience to eight years. It dropped an entire year. Doesn't sound like much, but if you look historically at it, that is a staggering drop in the average time that someone's been a realtor. So be aware there's more newbies that jumped in the game in 2021 than we've seen in a long time. And guess who they target? Guess who's the first people they run out to try to help? You, first-time homebuyers. So love them, not their fault. Some of them are trained really well. A lot of them are not. So check your realtor's credentials, stats, and training. You are not a guinea pig for someone else to learn how to do their job and make mistakes with you for your one purchase, the biggest purchase of your life. Some other stats for 2021. We had 15% of the homes purchased in 2021 were new. Now, compare that to other times in the market. In back in the 80s, we were at like 30%. So shortage in construction 
is a big problem. And we'll get into it when we talk about inventory. 2021 also saw homes averaging three weeks on the market. Now that's the average, and that includes all the luxury homes that push that average all the way after three weeks. Because trust me, you know, that ain't what it, it's really like. You know, that th those luxury homes that, that sit up there because they overpriced and they sit on the market for months. Well, if you take those away, I guarantee you it would be less than three weeks. Most of my buyers and listeners to the podcast in 2021 reported much, much shorter times than, than the three-week average. We're talking like offers in the first three days. Most of them were open houses Saturday, Sunday, and Sunday night. They were looking at multiple offers. If not three days, sometimes three hours. That's the first timer. 2021 real estate stat. And again, the national average was 29% purchased over the asking price. So 29% of the people had to pay more than the list price. And again, I boots on the ground with 10 different listeners this year, bought properties. We saw much higher than that. Almost every single one was over asking 90, 95% for first time price point. And we expect to see more of that in 2022. Okay. We're going to stay with it now and keep moving. I'm going to give you the forecasts. Now, you can listen to this and hang up. Hang up. You're not, we're not on the phone. Then turn it off. But if you do that, you're going to miss the reason behind it. And then you're going to be uninformed. So, like I said, I'll give you an intermission a little bit here. But here come the forecasts. According to the economic, this is topic number two today. According to the economic experts, after breaking records for days on market, mortgage rates, median sales price, and inventory the record being low, all that happened in 2021, they say that the housing market won't quite burn as hot in 2022, but will scorch as a multitude of buyers chase too few homes. See, <laughs> everyone loves that. Mercury hot, not sun hot, but mercury hot, trust me, that's no Hawaiian vacation. In general, experts predict home prices to continue to rise, albeit more slowly than 2021. And at the same time, mortgage rates are going to increase and inventory is going to barely get a little bump. It's going to go up, but it's going up from a record low. So it's still not going to be enough. And of course, the pandemic fueled inflation is expected to decelerate a little bit and worker flexibility is going to continue to pull home buyers to more affordable areas. Now, one of my experts here, Kate Wood from Nerd Wallet, love them. She says, quote, the forecast for the 2022 housing market isn't looking too different from 2021. If the market's cooling down, it's only by a few degrees. There are still many more buyers and there are homes for sale, particularly in the starter home price tiers. Hey, gang, that's you. We're going to see a rush to buy homes at the start of the year before mortgage rates rise. You hear that, everyone? A rush to buy homes at the start of the year before mortgage rates rise. The early onslaught of demand will deplete the supply of homes for sale. In the second half of the year, a much-needed increase in construction will boost sales slightly. Okay, there's some, you know, again, I'm just giving you the data. Whether it's good or bad for you, if you're on the fence and you're ready to go and you hear this and you go, okay, I'm calling Dave, I'm getting a unicorn, great. Now, if you're thinking, I'm going to have to wait till the end of the year, i got to do some saving, well, there's some prices going to go up and mortgage rates might go up a little bit, but there is the potential little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with the increase in construction. Another forecast from Realtor.com. Their economists said that in 2022 forecast, they said home buyers should expect a whirlwind year. Danielle Hale, 
The chief economist at Realtor.com says, quote, Americans will have a better chance to find a home in 2022, but will face a competitive seller's market as first-time buyer demand outmatches the inventory recovery. And with more than 45 million millennials within the prime first-time buying ages of 26 to 35 heading into 2022, we expect the market to remain competitive. Additionally, listing prices, rents, and mortgage rates are all expected to climb. Affordability will be a challenge as interest rates and prices rise, but remote work may expand search areas and enable younger buyers to find first homes sooner than they might have otherwise. Unquote. And another forecast, this one comes from Redfin's chief economist, Daryl Fairweather. <laughs> How about that name for an economist? His name is Fairweather. Quote, next year we'll see a more balanced market with a bit more inventory and slower price growth but it certainly won't be a buyer's market, unquote. And then my boy, Larry Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist from the National Association of Realtors. Wow, <laughs> I did not have a shot before I said that line. The National Association of Realtors. Uncle Larry says, quote, with more housing inventory to hit the market, the intense multiple offers will start to ease. Home prices will continue to rise, but at a slower pace, unquote. And then we got George, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, R-A-T-I-U. Ratatouille? <laughs> I just wanted to say Ratatouille. He's the manager of economic research at Realtor.com. Sorry, George. I apologize. Quote, we also expect a growing number of homeowners to bring properties to market, taking some pressure off high prices and offering buyers more options. Unquote. So the overall facts and forecasts mean one big thing. Home buyers need to be prepared and patient in 2022. You know, we got all the baby boomers that are hitting retirement and that's changing the, you know, social security and, and, and retirement and vacation homes. Well, now millennials are reaching the peak first time buyer home age and they're all competing in a market starved for inventory. The market's going to slow a bit from the surge in demand that we saw in 2021, but for the prospective buyers, we have to assume that there's still gonna continue to be bidding wars, difficult trade-offs, and some frustration. Zillow expects more than 6 million people to buy homes in 2022. That's crazy. And many of them will be first-time home buyers. It's usually 32, 33, 34%. It might not be pretty, but better you know all this now so you won't be surprised. So let me be the first to shatter your HGTV fantasy. To be sure, the obstacles you face are going to be many, but I got you. Once you save enough for a down payment, you're likely going to need to win in a competitive marketplace, and we're going to get you there. And on that happy note, 30-something minutes in, why don't we go ahead and take an intermission? So if you are on the treadmill and it's time to get off, cool, this is a good place to stop. You can come back tomorrow. If you are sleeping and you've got to turn your sleep timer on, wake up, man. It's time to listen to more numbers and crap. Okay, intermission. Do, 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 do. Intermission over. I'm back. Topic number three. These next topics are all the economic factors that are going to play a factor in 2022. Okay, for those of you just joining us, if you just came back, we did topic number one and number two. This is number three, jobs. The unemployment rate is almost back to normal. Before we hit the pandemic, we were at 5%. And then, bam, COVID, we hit 15%. All right? Well, since then, we've come back, even with the Omnicronosaurus coming at us right now, and we're back at about 5%. 
for the unemployment rate. The data behind this data is this. To be counted in the unemployment five percentage, you have to be shown as searching for jobs. Well, a lot of people left the workforce in the pandemic and, you know, they're not actively searching. So they're not really counted as unemployment. So even though the rate's 5%, they did the math, we're still short 4 million jobs. I know you might not know this or might not feel this where you are in your life, but job openings are higher than ever. There's room for growth. So this number is letting you know that where the growth is coming in for the jobs. The jobs were affected by originally the fears of the virus, vaccine mandates, people waiting for higher paying jobs. A lot of single moms and single dads had to stay home more to help with schooling during the shutdown. And there were a lot of people, I know you heard this in some stories, that were living off the stimulus money. And that's all dried up now. So all this means is that we should see some changes and improvement in the 2022 job market. Okay, our topic number four is inflation. Now, I know I just did the episode on this, but you can't do a forecast without taking it into account. So if you haven't listened to 67, this will be a quick recap of that, but I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. Inflation is going to affect mortgage rates, and it's a simple equation. If a bank lends you money today, if inflation keeps going, well, that means the money's going to be worth less in the future. You know, when you're paying them back for the loan, <laughs> So they don't want their dollar to be worth less. So they're probably going to have to up the rates a little bit to offset the future loss. Now, for many of you, this new rapid inflation that happened the last half of 2021, it's still going on the beginning of 2022. It's going to affect your housing decisions because, you know, there's going to be rising prices on the everyday items that you buy. And that's going to squeeze your budgets and prompt households to look for ways to save money somehow, and you're probably trying to save for a house, well, that's going to make that a little harder right now. But a lot of you are going to be doing that. And then you're going to see, wait a minute, you know, it'd be awesome not to have a rent that goes up every year because that sucks. Many buyers are going to see the fixed cost of a long-term low interest mortgage as a great hedge against inflation. And as rates continue to rise and mortgage rates remains low for lots of first-time buyer, using a low down payment to buy Instead of renting for a little while, that looks pretty dope. It's a nice locked-in fixed monthly payment. It's just appealing, isn't it? No more rising rents. Wouldn't that be fun? Episode 67 gets into details on how this leveraged home purchase can also be a hedge against inflation in several other ways. Now, the economy's dramatically improved, and though we're seeing inflation rising to highs that we haven't seen in decades. What's interesting is we're sitting here first week of January when I'm recording this. Rates have, mortgage interest rates, they haven't budged. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but what the smart people tell me is because the interest mortgage interest rates haven't gone up, even though inflation has gone from 4 to 7%, that tells us that the investors are confident that the inflation pressure is going to subside and eventually retract sometime in 2022. That's what the smarty pants say. In episode 67, I talked about this when we look at the historical reactions to inflation. In the past, raising or hiking the Fed interest banking rates and lending rates, well, that helped to slow inflation. The other historical reaction to uh, inflation was that mortgage rates actually dropped. Another 
reaction that happened during the inflation cycles that we've seen in the past from, you know, the end of the 1970s or the end of the 1990s. So what the Fed did was they they hiked it to slow inflation and it lowered mortgage interest rates. But that caused the stock market to drop and we went into a recession. By the way, that's what happened then. And we are due for a recession right now. The stock market is is pretty expensive right now and we're overdue for a fatty correction. So I know scary. But if you don't understand all the way that all those pieces work together, the historical facts show that in the majority of the time, housing goes up in a recession, with the one negative big example being the 2018 recession, which was caused by the housing market. But they've done all kinds of things to fix that. So the next one won't be caused because of uh, all the terrible things they did with, you know, all the predatory lending and all that stuff. All that information is in episode 47 and 48. Moving on to our next topic, topic number five. Now, uh, as I mentioned, episode 67, it also discussed the correlation between rising inflation and the huge next topic, topic number five, which is one that I'm sure is going to be of interest to you. Do you have a guess what it is? <laughs> of interest to you? You get it? Real estate forecasting, wordplay, mortgage interest rates. That's what we're going to talk about for topic number five. The last episode talked a lot about the Federal Reserve and the central bank loose monetary policies coming to an end. That was in the inflation episode. I also talked to you about a whole bunch of other stuff like quantitative easing, tapering on purchases of mortgage-backed securities. And of course, that 2022 will see the official raising of the short-term lending rates, which will affect mortgage interest rates. Look, don't even bother. Don't even hit that 15-second rewind. That's not going to make any more sense to you the more that you listen to it. It doesn't matter. Episode 67 goes into a whole bunch of that gobbledygook and explains all those facts and what the hell those fancy industry terms mean and why on earth I care to give that to you in a podcast where I'm trying to be entertaining mixed with terrible dad jokes. Real estate nerds use that information to predict where mortgage interest rates will go, and that's what matters to you. So I understand it makes less sense to you when I read it, you know, less sense than a Justin Bieber collab with a legit rapper. I know it's that nonsensical, but trust the data is legit. So smarter people than me are pointing out the facts about our chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell. He's the dude that looks after the government and helps to keep the economy afloat. It's like his main job. No pressure, right? Well, here's what we know about him and how this is going to affect mortgage rates. Number one, he got renominated, So that means we know what this guy does and we can get more accurate guesses for the rest of the year. Number two, he's also come out and said that in November 2021, he said that he intends to fast track the taper and slow down on the buying back of mortgage bond securities. Now, that's going to be happening in 2022. That means less cash in the overall system. And I explain what the hell all that means to you in episode 67 on inflation. I also explain what's going to happen when number three, he's going to raise the business and banking lending rates at the end of 2022 in the third and the fourth quarter. So what happens with all that stuff that we know about our boy, Mr. Powell? Well, mortgage rates are going to remain low, but experts predict that they're going to rise in 2022. A recent survey of housing experts published by Zillow revealed that pros expect interest rates to rise to 3.99 at the end of 2022. 
Now, some of you out there have been studying and looking and using mortgage calculators. 3.99 makes you freak out. I say this in other podcasts. People used to high five me, hug me and offer me their firstborn children for a rate of 6%. 3.99 is nothing, nothing, I say. And here's some other predictions. Maybe these will make you happier. Fannie Mae predicts that interest rates are going to average roughly 3.4% in 2022. Kate Wood, my main gal from NerdWallet, she says, we may see a long-lasting upward trend in mortgage rates, unquote. And Greg McBride, the chief financial analyst at Bankrate, notes that come 2022, the general trend will be towards higher rates. Odetta Cushy, I hope I'm saying that right, that's the deputy chief economist from First American says, quote, consensus forecast put rates at about 3.7% by the end of the year. So that's still historically low, but certainly higher than they are today, unquote. And Uncle Larry from the National Association of Realtors, Lawrence Yoon, he expects a 30-year fixed mortgage rate to increase to 3.5% as the Fed raises interest rates to control inflation. And Redfin predicts a 30-year fixed mortgage rate to rise from about 3% to 3.6% by the end of 2022. So that's the pros guesses on rates. That's just me regurgitating what all these forecasters think. That's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven expert forecasts, seven. And I didn't even tell you about my boy, Barry Habib, who's a prognosticator extraordinaire from MBS Highway. He is all about mortgages. People go to him all the time. He says that rates are going to raise to 3.5 in the first half of the year. And then he thinks that the Fed raising the interest rates at the end of the year in third and fourth quarter in 2022, he thinks that might actually lower rates back down to maybe close to 3% at the end of the year. So Zillow saying 4%, Barry saying 3%, and everyone else is saying right in the middle. But the bottom line is, ain't nobody saying 299 so that's the facts from the pros, and it all adds up. And, well, what I guess it adds up is to you making a move as soon as possible in 2022. Or if you're going to need some time, then using the year of 2022 to really work hard to get your stuff together and be a good scout. Be prepared, right? Topic number six is inventory. If there's one factor in the housing market that truly outweighing everything else right now, inventory could be it. And we should see a little more inventory of homes for sale, but it won't be enough as homes will still move quickly with multiple buyers bidding on not enough homes for sale. Low inventory means that homes sell fast. And in the past, in normal markets, I mean, normally in a regular sales time, it's like homes are on the market for 60, 75, 90 days. And that gives you as the buyer time to look around, even revisit a home a couple times before you make a decision and write an offer. Well, that hasn't been the case and you know what? It hasn't been the case since pre-pandemic. My last home on the market pre-pandemic, mid-March 2020, remember that fun time? I had six offers in two days. And then, bam, shut down. Everyone freaked out, and the market dropped. And everyone was saying, this is going to be forever. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Guess what? It dropped for like eight weeks, and then it kicked back in. <laughs> oh, the re I don't know. Is that resiliency or ignorance of Americans? God bless us all. And according to the experts, don't expect to have those leisurely two months of shopping that we had in other times, because even through the worst pandemic, that ended in just a couple months. So all the more reasons that you should stop just listening to me in your ear holes and start preparing now so that when you're ready to go out and look at houses, you're confident in your finances 
And you're also confident in your neighborhood and housing pre-research. Yeah, pre-research that you and your unicorn realtor have done. So when you see an opportunity that appears for you, you can jump on it. Because in 2022, they're going to disappear as fast as they appear, just like 2021. In 2021, I'm telling you, 80 to 90% of first-time homes went in, first-time buyer homes in that price range, they went into contract in under 30 days, lots of them in the first weekend. I had plenty of listeners that missed out on homes because they just wanted to take a day or two to think it over. Hell, I had buyers that lost homes in just hours in 2021. And we expect with this low inventory, it's going to keep doing that in 2022. So like the Boy Scouts or that song from Lion King, be prepared. Start preparing and make this happen for you as quickly as you can. Why? Why would I say that? I don't know your specific situation. This is a general broad overview. We're going into 2022 with close to a shortage of 6 million homes to match the current demand levels. And as I'm writing this on January 5th, 2022, I literally, while I was writing this, I just got a text from a unicorn in Maryland. Swear to God, just got this text, came in. A listener, and she's going to hate this because she's got a really cool name. Her name's Margarita, or as I like to call her, Anita, Josefina, Teresita, Beatrice, Del Carmen, Margarita, etc., etc., etc. Okay, now, if you're out there canceling me right now, thinking I'm a horrible racist, you have to realize that this is, uh, it is an honor to be attached to that line, because that is a line from the greatest piece of musical theater in American history. That is a classic line for anyone who's ever portrayed a jet or a shark in the wonderful, wonderful musical theater show, West Side Story, with music by Leonard Bernstein, choreography by Jerome Robbins, and lyrics by a young 19-year-old upstart named Stephen Sondheim. Rest in peace, Stephen. And no, even though I am an Italian from Buffalo, New York, I never played Bernardo. I never said that line on stage, though I have seen many YouTube clips from the Midwest where the Italians play the Puerto Ricans in the show. Not too sure about that. I was a jet. I was action. But I love that line. Woo! Okay. A little bit of a tangent there. Sorry. So anyway, Thomas the Unicorn. Thomas the Unicorn. That sounds like a kid's book. Thomas the Unicorn, he just texted me and let me know that Margarita, et cetera, et cetera, that she's under contract for her first home. Now, I introduced them on October 21st, 2021. It's January 5th, 2022. And the text says, Happy New Year, David. Just letting you know, we've written seven offers and we are now under contract. So if you're wondering if when the calendar changed that suddenly everything changed, no, they had to pursue the inventory still low, but from October to January 5th, it took seven tries to get a home. Remember, where I am right now, we're 700%. They're over in Maryland somewhere, but it's everywhere. Where I am 700% off the average number of listings for homes for sale. We are so low that Redfin economists predict new listings are going to hit a 10-year high with new listings in 2022, but that it's hardly going to make a dent in the ongoing supply shortage. They said, quote, the small increase in the listings of existing homes will coincide with a slight increase of newly constructed homes, unquote. So that's better news, but, you know, maybe still not great news if you want a big selection. So what do you do? Be prepared. As for new homes being built, the Wall Street lingo, the CNBC terminology for this is uh, housing starts housing starts. That means new homes built. So we're finally seeing an increase in housing starts. But here's the stats. Fannie Mae is predicting that 
single family housing starts in 2021 are going to finish at about 1.125 million. They expect that to rise in 2022, but only 4.8% by a difference of 54,000 homes more. That's it. Doug Duncan, Fannie Mae's chief economist, said, quote, demand for new construction home remains robust as the supply of existing homes for sale remains historically tight and mortgage rates continue to be highly supportive for home buyers. However, supply bottlenecks and labor scarcity continue to hold back the faster pace of construction. Despite the rise in housing starts, these homes will add to the overall housing supply, but the report shows little evidence of improvement regarding home builders' ongoing struggle to keep up with demand. And more recently, too, lumber prices are surging again, jumping around 80% over the last month as measured by futures contracts, unquote. I saw a meme of a guy that got a popsicle, said I bought a popsicle for $2 and the two sticks were worth 38 bucks because lumber is expensive, get it? So they're not going to be building homes at a quick minute. So the inventory is not going to be relieved by the fairy godmother of new construction this year. According to Zillow economists, quote, the expected increase in con new construction will be a drop in the bucket. Home builder confidence is sky high and builders are doing all they can to get houses up. But supply chain snags and labor shortages are limiting the process. The gap shrunk in 2021, and it's likely going to shrink again in 2022, but the housing shortage will be a defining feature of the market once again in 2022, unquote. Okay, so what's this mean for the market? Well, basically, you know, short of a total collapse in the economy or a gigantic rise in interest rates, the housing market's going to continue to thrive with this new normal that has been created, partially by the pandemic, partially because of the lack of inventory and even if mortgage rates were to rise just a little bit, there's very little opportunity for a ton of inventory to come out and meet the skyrocketing demand because of the suboptimal levels of home building. Now, again, the Zillow economist said this, quote, the market forces that have given sellers the upper hand over the past couple of years or so, tight supply after years of underbuilding and elevated demand due to remote work. U.S. demographics and low mortgage rates, all that will persist in 2022 as well. Expect to see bidding wars on many homes, especially as the market heats up during the spring and summer shopping season, unquote. Okay, what about buyer demand? Well, first of all, what, the podcast is, uh, turns three years old here in March, so that, well, that's got to mean with all my listeners, that's got to be, what, hundreds of thousands of people getting ready to buy, right? Right? I mean, come on, you're sharing the podcast from your phone to all your friends all the time. It's free. So, I mean, it's the least you can do, you know, hit pause right now and text it to one of your friends who pays too much in rent. See, all those people are going to be out there demanding to purchase properties. Okay, so we all accept there's going to be a huge demand coming from all the how to buy a homies who finally figured out how to dump their rent. Well, an economist at Bank of America notes that millennials are leading the home buying charge and they are nowhere near reaching the prime age for home buying. And I'd like to add that they are sick of jacked up rents and a fixed monthly payment is looking noise to them. And the final piece on inventory, if you ever hear anyone saying that forbearance means foreclosures, first punch them in the face and then just blame me. I'll take it. But you have to video it and then I'll accept responsibility. 
remember the people who were saying that you know foreclosures are coming because of forbearance are the same people who said that we were going to have a housing bubble that was going to burst in 2021 they're living for bad news i don't preach ice cream and rainbows you know hell i did a beware of the coming recession podcast in 2019 i just spit you facts so fact forbearance is ending okay no longer are people able to just not pay their mortgage and it'd be relieved because of COVID. And when it ends completely, instead of people getting foreclosed on, a lot of these people just gain 19% equity in the last year, and that's plenty to make up for their missed payments. And if they still don't have a job, but remember, 70% of the people do, and a lot of people are coming back and there's 4 million jobs out there. But okay, fine. You still say it's happening, David. Okay, let's say they can't make their payments. With 19% appreciation that they made over the last year, which is sick, they can sell their house and that of money they make right there is going to pay it off. And not only will it not crash the market, but in fact, it's actually going to bring some relief to the inventory because there are tons of buyers still waiting on the sidelines to snatch those homes up before they would ever give them back to a bank at foreclosure. And topic number seven, home prices. This is the one you've been waiting for right? No, wrong. Have I taught you nothing? <sighs> Buying a home is not dependent on the single factor of price, and your decision to buy a home should be based on multiple factors, including but not limited to the price of the home, mortgage rates, personal finances, current market conditions, historical market fluctuations, time you intend to live in the home, HOA fees, debt-to-income ratios, global market conditions, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the price of a Bitcoin compared to an NFT of me yelling into a microphone in a dark room. Maybe not all of that, but you know what I mean. Home prices matter, but that is not the whole enchilada. Okay, maybe you should cancel me for that one. Does it help that my wife's Mexican and her guacamole makes me melt? You know, like I'm on mercury because it's hot. Okay, moving on. We're an hour in. I'm getting silly. All right, time to get serious. Prices, the one you've been waiting for. Although you shouldn't because it's actually just single factor with all the stuff I just said. I gave you many of these forecasts in episode 62, and I'm going to hit you with those facts again, plus some more details. The lack of supply, the low mortgage interest rates, and the strong buyer demand is inevitably going to lead to higher home prices in 2022. There, price segment over. That's all you need to know. Bam, drop the mic. Can't drop the mic, it's on an arm. Okay, so in other words, what's going to happen in 22? Day not enough homes, money is cheap, and peeps want houses because rent is nasty. There, have I broken it down for you enough? Look, here's some legit stats from the pros. Those pros, they're extra. After rising 17 to 19% in 2021, Zillow economists anticipate values are going to rise 11% in 2022. Now, this will part be, the experts at Redfin tell us that the rise in prices, it's partially going to be because demand is going to be up because of rising rents. My favorite subject. They expect the rents are going to increase 7% by the end of 2022. Now, again, I'm not blowing sunshine up your butt and saying this is going to last forever. Eventually, prices have to go down. But with all this data, it's probably not in 2022. Nobody knows for sure, nobody has a crystal ball, but the experts, they're using all the economic facts and data to expect appreciation to continue through 2022 at the very least. 
told you guys this before, this isn't me talking. Well, this is, this is actually me talking, but the words were created by somebody else and I'm regurgitating them and they're smarter than me and they can probably pronounce the word regurgitating. 2022 is going to decelerate. Now that doesn't mean it's going to decrease. It's just going to be down from 19%. So it's going to be less than 19%, but the overall number is still going to be up. Sun, Mercury, analogy. All right, so so far we have one forecast of 11% increase. Fannie Mae forecasts 7.4% appreciation in 2022. Freddie Mac says 7%. The Mortgage Bankers Association says 5.2%. Home Price Expectations Survey says 5.1%. Zellman and Associates, Zellman the Wizard from another podcast, they say 3% in 2022. And the National Association of Realtors say 2.8%. So we're all over the map from 2.8% to 11%. Meanwhile, the National Association of Realtors, they gave their prediction, but then they surveyed more than 20 of the U.S. of the top U.S. economic housing experts and landed on a median home price increase of 5.7%. And in another survey of over 100 experts, they forecast 582 price increase or home appreciation. So it looks like we're landing somewhere in that five-ish range, right? So if you're a buyer, don't expect a sudden or drastic drop in home prices. Experts say it's not gonna happen. Instead, think about your home ownership goals and consider purchasing a home before prices rise even further. And once again, in episode 62, I gave you some long range forecast bonus info, bonus information, Pulsenomics, which is either a really crank and club at the end of the block, or it's a complete nerdy publication that digs into facts and figures with economists. They actually talk to economists, investment strategists, and housing market analysts. Woo, fun group, right? They asked them for their five-year prediction. And 2021 was year one of that prediction. They shot low on that one. They only said it was going to be 11%. We hit 19 So here's what they said. In 2022, they're expecting a 5.82% increase. In 2023, these 100 economists, investors, housing market, party boys, you know their drill, right? They're predicting 3.94% appreciation. And then in 2024, still up 3.56. And in 2025, up 3.55. Now, if those numbers sound crazy to you, go back to episode 47 and 48, where we talked about the non-bubble bubble, because there are a million reasons behind this. As long as we don't have a global meltdown, there are still tons of indicators that show that housing is going to continue to rise. Also, in episode 67, I gave you some analysis to go with the professional forecast. It's it's worth repeating. So if you heard this, just hit two times speed and let this get burned into your subconscious. Okay, here it comes. As I've mentioned in several episodes, the thing that can wreck all the predictions, of course, is a global meltdown, perhaps a recession, but maybe not. And it's worth mentioning again, if we do have a recession, most of the time, three of the last five major recessions, housing has gone up. But if you are hardcore and you did those numbers for the five-year forecast, okay, and you started in 2022, you were like, okay, it's 5.82, and then it's 3.94 in 23, then it's 3.56% in 3.55%. In 24 and 25. So 5.82, 3.94, 3.56, 3.55. Now you're adding it up and you're like, hey, that's close to 15% appreciation. So that, my friends, is what we call a cushion against the negative Nellies and the Debbie Downers who bitch just a bitch because they don't want to back anything up with data and facts. They just want to have fear. 
15% is a good kish, it's a really, really good cushion. So don't be bummed out. You missed the sick 19% appreciation of 2021. Too bad. So sad. Boo-hoo for you. You missed it. Deal with it. Accept it. Bury your head in the sand and cry if you want to, but if you don't pull it out real quick and start making a plan, your head's going to be down there and you're going to keep missing it. You're going to miss the appreciation in 22, 23, and beyond, which it's not going to be astronomical, but it's going to be normal appreciation. And normal appreciation is a big deal. Look, I don't know what you've got in your savings account or what you've got you know, working in your stock portfolio, but 4% a year for doing nothing but paying your monthly housing bill? 4% a year on $200,000, $300,000, $400,000, $500,000, $800,000 house? Don't go crying. Don't be saying, hey, why didn't the universe make me ready to buy a house when the, the market was at the bottom? Well, I, I love you, but it didn't. And actually, in fact, the, the bottom was 2011. So you're way off. This is when you're here. So let's all make the best of it. And let's make the best of what you can and what, what we've got left. The good news is you're listening today and you're hearing that there's still some meat on this bone. Okay, in the big picture, we're getting towards the top, but you can still plan now and catch the end of this. There is no perfect time. Well, the perfect time was 2011. That's a long time ago. And every day since then, every buyer has been taking advantage of whatever they can. As long as the forecasts ring true, you're going to make some appreciation and some's better than none. I wish you'd bought in 2011. I wish I had bought Dexcom stock in 2011. Why Dexcom? Well, because my son was recently diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic, and Dexcom is this dope technology that he uses to monitor his blood sugar, and I love them for creating it. But really, the reason would be because that in 2011, Dexcom, it's the third highest rising stock in the last 10 years, up 2,593%. But you know what? I didn't buy Dexcom them, and you didn't buy a home, so let's all live in the now. There's nothing we can do about that except take advantage of the knowledge we have today and use it to the best of our abilities. When you believe in the history and the stats and the numbers and you take advantage of what you can, you're going to succeed. If we do go up for another four years, like these experts say, then you're not too late to get in there. What you're going to do is you're going to get some cushion in your home investment. Investment? Investment. So why do I call it a cushion? It's because you always always need a cushion because with housing, it's not if it's going to go down, it's when it's going to go down. The sooner that you get in, the higher the cushion that you have. Yeah. So remember your parents went through these ups and downs. All right. Nobody bought a home like during your whole 20 years or 18 years when you were at home, their house went up and went down. All right. Don't think this, you get to ride this forever. So the point is you got to move quickly. Start now and you can get a cushion of equity. The pros say perhaps 15% in the next few years. Okay, that's my seven points. Let me give you a few bonus. Oh, some extras from the extra podcast, man. Ugh, I got to stop that. It's disgusting. Okay, some bonus extras that are going to affect the 2022 market. COVID and remote working, it's going to impact where buyers want to live. Experts predict that the Omicronosaurus variant, it's going to be raging. And the white collar workers, you know, they're not predicting that it's going to rage. They're predicting that the white collar workers are going to start figuring out that they might want to use some flexibility in where they work. 
more affordable cities and suburbs are going to attract buyers. Realtor.com says, quote, with average commute times growing and nearly 20% of recent home buyers reporting one-way commute times in excess of an hour, regular remote work enables home buyers to broaden their search parameters or in some cases pick up and relocate to a city where homes are more affordable, as many have done in 2021. So in general, the buyers who no longer have a five-day a week or a five-day weekly commute, if you only have to go in a couple days a week, you can go ahead and have that commute be a little bit longer. You have a newfound freedom to separate where you live from where you work. You city folks, great. That means some people are going to be leaving. Now you can all stay there and buy the houses there and you can, you know, enjoy the city life and be a big hipster. But for some of you who might desire more space, you can move farther away from the city centers, whether that's to a suburb or way the hell out in the country. Things are changing, and if this works for you, this is one of the things you need to take into account. And my favorite bonus factor for the day, you know it's my favorite topic, rents. Guess what, gang? They're going to keep going up. The national median rent has increased a staggering 17.8% in 2021. Far, far greater than the rent increases that we've seen in recent years. So my motto is getting some juice. You know my motto. Say it with me. Rent sucks. I got to work on that. In 2022, the national housing forecast from Realtor.com projects prices for vacant units will continue to rise. Quote, in 2022, we expect this trend will continue and fuel rent growth. At a national level, we predict rent growth of 7.1% in the next 12 months, somewhat ahead of the home price growth in some places. How about that? Look, so if you're stuck in a lease and your big reason for your timing on when you're going to buy, if you haven't figured out from this whole podcast, the best time to buy a house is tomorrow. Can you do it tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not you. But whenever you can do it, speed it up. Now, here's if you're timing, you're going, well, my lease is up in July. I can't tell you. I tell my people all the time, uh, thousands of dollars is a big, big deal. But you have to look at the big picture. Okay, if you're timing it for the end of your lease because you don't want to pay that extra fee to break the lease. Did you hear what I said about the rents going up? Your landlord is going to be stoked to break leases in 2022 because they get you out and they raise the rent and the tenants are wanting to come in there. Now, it may not cost you that much to break your lease at all. You could negotiate it with them. And if they still make you pull the whole thing, and you're chasing a rising mar- and, they, and they, you have to pay the whole big thing and they don't negotiate with you. Well, just keep in mind while you're waiting and when you wait for your lease to end, when you come out, you're going to be chasing a rising market with rising mortgage interest rates, too. And a couple of grand that would have cost you to break your lease two, three, four months earlier, it's going to be peanuts compared to the price increases and the mortgage rate increase. Peanuts, I say. You want details on that? Go back and listen to episode 36. All right. So. Now you have the data. What the hell should you do? Well, first of all, remember rising rates and prices are a great motivator to help you find the home of your dreams sooner rather than later so you can buy while homes are still affordable and you still also get the potential equity gain that's going to be happening in 2022 and beyond. If you're not ready to do that right now, then prepare and then prepare some more and then prepare again. 
and prepare to be creative and flexible with terms. Inventory is still going to be low this year. And when you get to making offers, don't get stuck on a number. It's a big equation with price rates and all this other stuff I said in that big long rambling earlier. If you wait for the perfect house at a certain price, you might be watching prices and rates go up while you wait. And then that perfect number, it's going to be in the rearview mirror. And finally, if you want guidance to prepare, you're going to be the hero at the end of the story, but you need a guide. You need someone to walk you through it. Someone who's been through it before and understands and has empathy and, and enjoys helping you. So get yourself a unicorn team. Wrap yourself in a unicorn bubble. If you want a unicorn team, just go to davidsidoni.com or howtobuyahome.com. Fill out the contact form. I'll send you a pro in your area that is experienced enough to make this happen in what is sure to be another bananas year in real estate. It's not me talking. That's the data telling you that. You can find me at David Sedoni on Instagram, how to buy a home guy on TikTok. And if you got anything out of my free data dump today, please rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends. And as I do this today, just like three weeks ago, Spotify is letting you leave reviews. So if you listen to me on Spotify and you left a review somewhere else, find it, copy and paste it, or just make up a couple words and throw it on Spotify. Help me out. Get those Spotify reviews up five minutes of your time three minutes of your time for this hour over an hour of raw data oh plus 67 other episodes there's a whole bunch of stuff seems like a fair trade right i would really appreciate it truly this is a mission of mine to help people and the more reviews we get the more people find the podcast and the more pictures i get to put on my wall and of course don't forget the most exciting thing about this episode check the notes on the podcast for that sweet 2011 youtube clip of me and if that guy from that clip in that sweet Hawaiian shirt, if he can have a successful podcast with hundreds of thousands of downloads, then guess what? You can do this. <laughs>